हरिओम विलचांड फ्रॉम वर्स नंबर एट मय्ये वमन आधत्व मयि बुद्धि निवेशय निवसिष्यसि मय्येव अत ऊर्ध्वं न संशयः अथ चित्तं समाधातुं न शक्नोषि मयि स्थिरं अभ्यास योगेन ततः मामिच्छाप्तुं धनंजय अभ्यास्य समर्थोसि मत्कर्म परमो भव मदर्थमि कर्माणि कुन् सिद्धिमवाप्स्यसि अथैतदप्यशक्तोसि कर्तुमश्रिताकर्मफलगम ततकुयतात्म भगवान्ज दैट बोथ अव्यक्त उपासना एज वेल एज व्यक्त उपासना worshipping god with form or worshipping god who is beyond all form both paths lead to the same goal both path leads to god realization or a state of enlightenment but for those who are attached to the body and attached to the senses and the world around it will be easy to follow the path of worshiping god with form but those who have enough vairagya they can follow this path of avyakta upasana so bhagwan says uh, gives a step by step uh, process also he says to place your mind and intellect in me uh, completely will lead you to me so mind is all our emotions our heart and our senses also and buddhi is uh, that which understands so understandings gives uh, direction to our uh, attention and emotions gives uh, power force so whatever we are emotionally we are passionate about like people use that word no nowadays passion if we are passionate about something we get a great energy even a weak person suddenly get lot of energy if that passion comes but passion itself doesn't have any direction it can be like a it can move in any direction so to give proper direction to our passion we require sound understanding 
and that understanding uh, happens th through the use of our intellect. So here Bhagwan says, you, you place your passion in me, be passionate about me and place your intellect also in me. Have a sound understanding of God. Uh, with the help of the scriptures, we should understand what we mean by the term Ishwara and how he is all pervading and expressing as this world. So intellect gives us the right understanding and uh, our mind gives us that passion. And with this mind and intellect placed in the Lord, in Ishwara, we will be able to attain him. Bhagavan says, if you fail to keep your mind and intellect in me, then practice, follow the path of abhyas. Again and again, place your mind and intellect in me. It might run, the mind will run around, so bring it back. Intellect will try to go in other field, bring it back. And make your understanding more and more sublime, and make your passion more and more pure towards God. So this is Abhyas. But even uh, Abhyas for some might be very difficult because the mind and intellect is something subtle and to place this mind and intellect in God is something uh, very subtle. So one may find it very difficult to follow this path. So for them Bhagwan says, you perform actions for me. Uh, make uh, acting for me itself as your supreme uh, agenda in life. So abhyas abhyase api asamarthosi mat karma paramo bhava become mat karma paramaha become uh, like may your actions for me be your main goal. So all actions, whatever actions you perform, perform them for me. And by doing this, slowly and steadily your mind will become pure, your intellect will become more refined and you will be able to follow the subtle path of Abhyas and then will be able to place your mind and intellect in me. But some may say that to, to perform action for God is also very difficult. To dedicate all our actions to Ishwara is something very difficult. For that we require total dedication and absolute freedom from our selfishness and love for God and total faith in Him. So all these qualities are required to dedicate our actions to God. It's very difficult. Even so-called when we dedicate our actions to something, we have our own private agenda also. Hmm? Like the government officials, they, in their gadi, sometimes you find their relatives, friends, everyone traveling with the red light on. So we have our uh, own private uh, agenda. It is very difficult to dedicate our uh, actions to God completely, 100%. We have certain uh, actions which we perform for our own selfish uh, interest or for our own family or friends and all. So then what should I do? So Bhagwan gives a uh, technique for them. 
He says that if you are unable to perform actions for me completely, then taking uh, my support, atha etad api ashaktosi kartum madhyogam ashritaha, taking refuge in me, taking my support, taking my blessings, whatever karmas you are doing and whatever results you gain through those karma, you, you dedicate those results to me. Sarva karma phalatyagam tatak kuru yatatmavan with your uh, mind and intellect under your control, your senses under your control, with your emotions under your control, whatever results come in your life, you just offer them to God. What does it mean? See, whatever action we perform, we get the result. We cannot escape the result. The results come, whether we like it or not, the results come. If we perform an action, the result is bound to be there. So I cannot say that, oh, I will perform the result, but uh, let the action, uh, results, I mean, I will perform the action and I don't want the result. It cannot happen like that. Results will come. So what does it mean that I have to renounce the result? To renounce, as I said yesterday, to renounce the result uh, very in a very paradoxical way. To renounce the result means to accept whatever comes without judgment, without uh, without complaint, without resistance, with with uh, love, just as we accept prasad. See, whatever actions I am doing, some of them I am dedicating to God. And some of them I am doing uh, selfishly. So I get the results in life. And results come in the form of uh, dvandva. In the form of uh, the pairs. Like I get uh, victory sometimes. I get defeat. I get uh, some benefit or there is some loss. There is some pleasure or sometimes there is pain. pain, Different uh, degrees of uh, uh, results I get. And at times I might have some idea in my mind. I don't get the result according to that. I get something else also. So whatever results, so present whatever condition we are in, that is the result of our past. Our body, our health, our family, our society, our uh, whatever condition, our status in life. Our state of happiness, our state of uh, what you call fulfillment or knowledge, whatever we have now is the result of the past. See, our uh, the world flows from past to the future. It's a flow. So, what was there in the past alone is there in the present with a little change. Yesterday you were here. So, today also you are here. So what is the difference between yesterday and today? Not much of a difference, little change. So if you find actually even uh, if you fast forward some uh, some movies and all, you will find ta -ta 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 -ta. but little change is happening and it is moving forward. Similarly, past itself little modified becomes the present and present little modified becomes the future. It's not something totally different which happens. If yesterday there was an apple, today also that apple will undergo some modifications, some change, 
and tomorrow also it will uh, it will decay and die so it is just a constant change happening so past is coming in the form of present and present is flowing into the future so whatever we have now is the result of the past this is very logical rational thing there is no no doubt about it many people have complained oh what is this everything how can we say that it is the result of the past it is more scientific whatever body i have is because of the past yesterday's body yesterday's body was there because of the day before yesterday's body and that was there because of the past so in this way my body my mind my thoughts my ideas my desires my knowledge my faith everything is a flow in the present uh, moment i modify it a little bit and send it into the future sometimes i develop greater faith sometimes i develop lesser faith so i keep modifying it so present moment as a human being we have the capacity to modify our our uh, karmas we can modify it we can transform it we can bring about lot of change hmm and uh, some little changes also if we keep bringing in future you will find that a big uh, change has taken place so this is how the world functions so the present moment or present time is the result of my past karmas so what is the meaning of giving up this or surrendering this or dedicating this to god it means to accept it completely accept the present moment respond to it accordingly and then move forward don't resist it don't fight with it because you have performed actions for yourself you have not dedicated all your actions to god so whatever results come accept it develop that attitude of total acceptance of the result of action this is a very interesting and very important um, attitude which uh, bhagwan is indicating here if we can develop that attitude we will become qualified to go on a higher plane we can do the higher sadhana or performing actions for god many times people what they do they want to perform actions but the results uh, always uh, may not come according to their choice so there is lot of resistance lot of complaint lot of uh, uh, all sorts of things we do the result itself not tackling the result properly itself is our main problem not to know how to face or tackle or respond to the results which come becomes our problem if we know how to respond to those results we will be able to deal with all situation effectively so here bhagwan says that you accept accept doesn't mean you don't do anything accept means you it has come so accept it as prasad and then respond to it according to your present wisdom it's like a person uh like we grow our uh, by age and all so you when you grow you accept it when the hair turn gray you accept it 
not accepting is resisting and all and somehow painting it and all okay it's okay to paint i mean in the sense uh, what, whatever it is called but uh, one should be able to accept thing gracefully when we accept a different type of mind is uh, developed a different type of personality gets developed and that personality helps us to uh, become free of our attachment we rise in our spiritual uh, journey it's a very uh, interesting uh, phenomena so bhagwan says if you cannot dedicate all your actions to me then sarva karma phalatyagam kuru yatatmavan but that for that you require total control over your senses and your mind and your your desires your your own personality when we have that control then we are able to accept and we are when we are able to accept it we become free from the uh, from the bondage of this world a different uh, different energy gets developed into us a different uh, energy gets uh, uh invoked or it comes into us we should not have any preconceived uh, ideas then if we accept then we become totally aware of the present moment see those who have strong insistence that aisa hi hona chahiye aisa nahi hona chahiye they live in memories or they live in imagination hmm we want i want it to happen this way and all so we live in imagination okay if you want i can give example of cricket ha huh? now it's a hot thing na so let me give that example next week i don't know i might give some other example so if i am a good batsman then when i play okay some idea i can have that this bowler is there how he will bowl but exactly where the ball will fall and how it will come exactly i don't know Ah, i may have a rough idea if i am a good batsman i will have a rough idea of it but exactly how it will be there i do not know so if i am a good batsman i will not have a preconceived idea that i will play this way only if i have that i will be out and that is what uh, the uh, good uh, bowlers also knows that this fellow will respond in this way only then he bowls in such a way that he is out so i should be ready for whatever type of ball comes and in that fraction of a second i will have to decide how to play and if i do that if i am able to do that in that fraction of a second i can be a good good batsman you understand means i am available for whatever comes i don't have any preconceived idea then i can respond to the present moment most efficiently in the same way whatever comes in life i accept it with full uh, full dedication full love and full reverence that it is a gift from god that it has come as prasad then i am fully available for it and when i am fully available in the present moment i respond it respond to it with a different energy i respond to it 100% a different energy is there different power is there 
and that's what we see in a realized master in a in a great master like puja gurudev and all when you used to interact with him he was there available and depending on the situation he will respond to it not with a preconceived ideas or this and that but he is there available he was always available very strange thing so busy yet always available in the present moment and responding to the present moment in a different way altogether you understand so that is what bhagwan says that you accept whatever results come completely if you do this then you will develop that attitude of performing actions for me because whatever results come it doesn't matter for you then you will start performing actions for me once you start performing actions for me your mind will start becoming more and more pure your intellect will become more and more sublime then you will be able to do abhyas of focusing your placing your mind and intellect in me once you do that your mind and intellect will become steadily placed in me and once you attain that state you will attain me so these are the very step by step method of attaining god is given here most beautiful most fascinating four step four simple steps so you remember what is the first step accept whatever results come then start performing all actions for god then practice placing your mind and intellect in god and then your mind and intellect will steadily be placed in god when attains that state of realization now when these four things are mentioned uh generally that question comes in our mind which is the best which which of this four are best says all are best all are good all lead to the same goal it's like a train if you sit in a on a in a if you board a train on a particular station that train will take you to the last destination so whether i am at the first step or the second step whichever step i take it will take me to the final destination even that tyaga is a great technique by which i can attain the supreme goal and that is what now bhagwan tells in the next verse he tells us the importance of this tyaga shreyo hitnyanam abhyasat ज्ञानाध्यानं विशिष्यते ध्यानात् कर्मफलत्यागः त्यागाच्छान्तिरनन्तरं श्रेयो हितज्ञानमभ्यासात् ज्ञानाध्यानं विशिष्यते भगवान सेज दश्रेयो हि ज्ञानम अभ्यासात बेटर देन अभ्यास अभ्यास मीन्स प्रैक्टिस डन विदाउट प्रॉपर अंडरस्टैंडिंग 
better than that is to gain the proper understanding first. See, when we practice, even if good practice, spiritual practice, if it is done without proper understanding, it slowly becomes uh, superstitious uh, or uh, some sort of uh, just uh, ritual-like. Illogical, irrational ritual. Even a good practice, if it is done without understanding, that might just be an outer uh, actions only, which will not be uh, beneficial. It might not be effective, because the main ingredient is missing in it. Understanding is missing in it. So it will not be effective. So Bhagavan says, better than abhyas, practice, here practice means without proper understanding, jnanam is better, knowledge is better. Therefore, understand, knowledge means understanding of our sadhana properly, completely. It's like uh, having a map. Suppose you want to, to drive in a new locality and all, it is always good to have a, have a map. So you know where you are and you, you know where you have to go and you know what are the various routes and lanes and all which will take you there. It should be very clear. Like big societies and all, they have these big maps and all. And there they will put a dot and they say, you are here. One person went in search of his friend and everywhere he saw those maps and always they said, you are here. So afterwards he reached his friend and he said, your society is quite advanced. Like The maps are also so intelligent, they knew where I was. So I should know where I am, I should know where I have to go, and I should know what are the paths which will lead me there. Every sadhana which is given in our scriptures, it has got some logic, some rational, some understanding behind it, some principle on which it functions, and that we should know it. Otherwise it will become like a mere activity and uh, it will not help us to progress on our spiritual journey. It can become like a habit only. Some people, uh, they just do it habitually, so it will become just another habit. Just as so many other we have habits we have picked up, so one more habit, spiritual habit. Hmm. So Bhagavan says that is not good. You should try to gain right understanding. So, jnanam is better. And that jnanam you can gain by studying the right uh, scriptures like this Bhagavad Gita, Upanishads, and the literature of our realized masters. When we read them, we gain the sound understanding of our uh, life, our goal, everything becomes very clear. Hmm. So, Shreyo hit jnanam abhyasat. And after gaining that knowledge, we have to then do the abhyas. And the ultimate uh, abhyas will uh, will take us to that final uh, state of realization. So after gaining knowledge, this abhyas and also uh, the uh, what you call abhyas of dhyana should be done. So Bhagavan says, Jnana dhyanam vishishyate, better than just knowing 
is meditation. Meditation leads to the understanding, sorry, leads to the experience of what I have known. Meditation leads to the experience of what I have known. So I may have known uh, things from the scriptures, but then whatever I have understood and have uh, appreciated, I should meditate and recognize and realize it. So through the knowledge I come to know that I am of the nature of Sat, Chit and Ananda. I am that pure existence, pure consciousness and pure bliss. I am that uh, Atma which is neither born nor does it die. I am not the body. Body is born, body dies, but that Atma never dies. This is the knowledge. But this remains knowledge only if you don't meditate and uh, actually experience it. Aparoksha Anubhuti we should gain. Direct mystical experience of our self. That happens through meditation. Just like sleep. I might have all the knowledge about sleep. A person who could not sleep, he went to the market and brought all the books about sleep. Everything about sleep. A to Z about sleep. Sleep made easy. Sleep for dummies. All the various books were there. He brought them. And he read them. But still he was wide awake. So he had knowledge about sleep. But he did not have experience of sleep. To have knowledge about something and to have experience about something are two different things. I mean knowledge should culminate in experience. Then only it is complete knowledge. So many may have knowledge about God or about the self. But to gain the direct realization of it, we need to follow the path of Meditation, which we have studied in the sixth chapter. So slowly and steadily, the attention should be shifted to that self. Knowledge happens in the mind, in the intellect. And with the help of this knowledge, we have to shift our attention to that which is indicated by this knowledge. Knowledge of the self. So when that knowledge of the self is there, with the help of that knowledge, we have to shift the attention towards the self. So knowledge helps us to pinpoint the, the, the altar of our meditation. It's like if I have the knowledge of the skies, the stars, and if someone tells me that, oh, which is this star, then I can pinpoint that star. Exactly, this is the star. But if I don't have, I can just show any star. But if I have the knowledge, I can tell exactly that is the star. Not that one, this one. Similarly, when I have the knowledge, my attention can be pinpointed towards the object of my meditation. Many times people don't have this knowledge and they want to meditate. And they don't know. After closing their eyes, they don't know what to do. The only thing then afterwards they do is open their eyes. Hmm. Hmm. 
कहां रहती है सो इफ यू डोंट नो वी माइट बी मेडिटेटिंग ऑन समथिंग एल्स ओनली एंड मेडिटेटिंग ऑन समथिंग एल्स विल नॉट लीड अस टू सेल्फ नॉलेज वी हैव टू मेडिटेट ऑन द सेल्फ विद द हेल्प ऑफ द इंडिकेटर्स गिवन इन द स्क्रिप्चर्स सो ज्ञाना ध्यानम विशिष्यते आफ्टर गेनिंग द राइट नॉलेज सो नॉलेज वी गेन थ्रू श्रवण एंड मनन बाय लिस्निंग टू द स्क्रिप्चर्स एंड बाय कंटेम्पलेटिंग ऑन देम वी गेन द राइट अंडरस्टैंडिंग एंड आफ्टर गेनिंग दिस अंडरस्टैंडिंग वी शुड डू ध्यान निरिध्यासम ध्यान एंड दैट ध्यान लीड्स टू द डायरेक्ट एक्सपीरियंस ऑफ द ट्रूथ but even there are some people who might be doing that dhyana for a long time but still that uh, realization doesn't happen so what is the obstacle the obstacle in dhyana is lack of tyag lack of renunciation therefore bhagwan says here in the next verse the next line ki dhyanat karma phalatyagah greater than dhyana is karma phalatyag सिद्धो द कर्म बल त्याग इज गिवन यर एज द वेरी इनिशियल साधना बट दिस कर्म फल त्याग इट सेल्फ लीड्स टू द हायर लेवल एंड देन इट लीड्स टू द अल्टीमेट स्टेट ऑफ रियलाइजेशन सी इन अवर स्क्रिप्चर इट इज सेड दैट वी कैन गेन द स्टेट ऑफ रियलाइजेशन थ्रू त्याग थ्रू रिनाउंसिएशन लाइक दिस फेमस मंत्र इज दैट कि न कर्मणा न प्रजया धनेन त्यागे नैके अमृतत्वमान शुहु दट थ्रू रिनाउंसिएशन ओनली यू विल गेन दैट स्टेट ऑफ इमोर्टेलिटी बट रिनाउंसिएशन ऑफ वॉट देर आर टू थिंग्स विच वी कैन रिनाउंस वन इज माय एंड अनदर इज आय माय एंड आय माय मीन्स वॉट एवर आय फील दिस इज माय दिस इज माय दैट आई कैन रिनाउंस i cannot renounce your property i cannot say i have renounced your this it should be at least mine then only i can say i have renounced a beggar cannot say i have renounced there should be something to renounce so something which i feel belongs to me i can say i have renounced it like in the good old days they used to even renounce their kingdom and go to the forest they will give it to their son or to their uh, to someone and then go to the go go to the forest so renunciation of that which i think belongs to me it is not only the property but even uh, uh, even the relate relations i say this son belongs to me or this belongs to me that also one has to renounce that is the first step of renunciation renunciation of that which we call as mine hmm that is a simple step this also is very difficult but it is simple compared to the second step is to renounce the sense of i the ego i means the ego the little i which thinks that everything belongs so i say it is house belongs to me so house becomes mine but this one who says i is also a temporary phenomena tomorrow that i also will disappear and that uh, somebody else will say that house belongs to me so that i 
ego is also a temporary phenomena uh, uh, identified with a particular body so to here when bhagwan say karma phala tyagam it is the initial stage of tyaga when i renounce my when i renounce my attachment to whatever results which come in my life i just accept them that is like renouncing the notion of my my ye mere ko chahiye ye mera hai mera hai mere ka tyag but in the deep state of meditation we should be able to drop the sense of i also and when that sense of i is dropped at that very moment person attains the state of realization tyaga shanti anantaram bhagwan says the very moment you are able to do this tyaga ultimate karma phala actually karma is done by i the sense of doership which i have that person does the karma and he alone gets the result of karma the doer gets the result of karma so the sense of doership itself is called that ahankar or ego aham karta iti bhavana the notion that i am the doer and that i am the doer alone gets the result one who performs their action he alone gets the result even after death that ego doesn't die so the result comes in our next life so when we say karma phala tyaga it is like renouncing whatever results i get but ultimate in the state of meditation i should be able to renounce even this sense of i and that if one is able to do it's a very strange thing it's like uh, even in sleep we have to renounce our i and my temporarily then only we can sleep but in the state of meditation that is completely renounce the sense of i which is there we understand it as false through our knowledge and we know that i am that supreme reality and not this limited being so the attachment to this limited concept which i have has to be dropped and then that shanti that supreme state of peace and enlightenment happens i must have told you this story before that a person came to a zen master and he brought some flowers to offer to his master so the master looked at him and said drop it and he dropped the flower on his feet then he stood there again the master looked at him and said drop it he said what more to drop now then he thought oh i have given him only flowers but i have lot of the other things so he in his mind only did the sankalpa that whatever belongs to me i am offering it to my master again the master looked at him and said drop it he said now what is there then he realized the one who has offered everything is still there if i am there then what have i offered so he dropped his sense of i also he offered that also and when he offered that at that very moment he attained the state of enlightenment so this ego is a is a is a 
ego is not pride huh? many people they think that pride and ego is same ego is sense of i pride is a pride is also there which uh, is uh, your your abhiman and all but ego is a sense of uh, false notion of i false notion of self is called ego wrong notion of self and what is that wrong notion whatever you consider yourself to be other than satchidanand swarup brahma is called false notion of i shivoham shivoham that is the right notion aham brahmasmi that is the right notion i am a man i am a woman i am a indian i am a hindu i am a muslim i am young i am old all these are false notion or notions related to the body mind intellect not to the self it's like saying that oh this is a drawing room this is a kitchen this is a this is a veranda these are though we are talking about space but we are talking about space with respect to the walls space by itself is not a drawing room is not a veranda not a living room not a bedroom space is space it doesn't have any qualities in it but when space is uh, uh, is uh, is uh, confined within some walls we give that space some name and unless that space transcends that name it will not appreciate or understands itself as that cosmic space as that all pervading space similarly atma is like space and ahankar is like that space confined within walls walls of what walls of our body our mind our personality our memories our desires our ambitions all these create walls so that sense of i can has to be dropped and that can be dropped when we develop perfect understanding of my real nature i developed great vairagya and great fearlessness fearlessness is the key if there is even little bit of fear i will not drop i will hold on to this i there should be absolute fearlessness and readiness to embrace that eternity eternity we are eternal but we want to be confined within time we are afraid to be uh, to dissolve into that eternity it's like the salt doll doesn't want to dissolve in ocean but without dissolving in ocean it cannot become ocean so that dropping this i sense of this ego is the ultimate bhagwan said dhyanat karma phalatyaga many people sit for dhyana but if they don't renounce if they fail to attain that state of renunciation of that i see it's a very strange thing it's not that i renounces i it that deep comprehension makes that i fall down it's not the i renouncing i also it's a very uh, catch 22 situation if that i tries to renounce i that i will still be there and that is depicted in a very interesting way in the story in the ramayana where all these kings come to lift shiva dhanush uh, the bow of shiva 
that bow of Shiva is like that ahankar, which has to be broken to attain that Shanti Swarup Sita Ji. But nobody could do it because they, with ego only they were doing it. So ego was all the time being maintained. But when Ram Chandraji was told by his teacher, Utahuram Banjahu Shiva Chapa, as a, as a adnya from his teacher, without getting excited, without Raga Dvesha, the bow got lifted and it got broken also. It's a, 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 a symbolic representation of this uh, ego breaking up. The ego and the Madhya Dhanu Tora, it breaks in the center. We have to hold the past, the future and break it in the present moment. The ego is a bundle of the past and uh, imagination of the future. When you see in the exact present moment, the ego will be understood to be pure existence, consciousness and bliss only. But when we color, when we uh, color that existence, consciousness, bliss, it appears like ego. When I become purely aware of my present moment only, in the present moment, there is no past, there is no future. And when there is no past and there is no future, present moment is pure existence. There is no ego there. So when a person in the deep state of meditation, with his awareness of the self, suddenly the ego drops. And when the ego drops, there is supreme peace. Tyagaj Shanti Anantaram. Supreme state of peace is experienced immediately. Because all trouble and all problem is there with this I and my only. Aham and Mama. Ahankar and Mamatva. So therefore Bhagwan calls this Karma Falat Tyaga, though it is an initial sadhana, it helps a person to become free of his attachment to all this my, my, my. And that leads to the higher and higher sadhana. Till that person is able to place his mind and intellect in God. Placing the mind and intellect in God itself then becomes a meditation. And when we place that mind and intellect, we have to drop the sense of I and just surrender to that divinity. Therefore, in, in the last chapter of Gita also, Bhagavan says, Sarva Dharman Parityaja Mamekam Sharanam Raja Ahantva Sarva Pape Biha Moksha Shami Mashachaha. Give up all your attachment to all your dharma and your body, mind and all and surrender to me. I will liberate you from all sins. So Dhyanat Karma Falat Tyagaha Tyaga Chanti Anantaram. When that Tyaga happens, instantly there is Shanti. There is a very interesting uh, uh, Gita called Ashtavakra Gita. There is a dialogue between Raja Janak and Ashtavakra Rishi. So Raja Janak once had come to Ashtavakra, Ashtavakra Rishi and Raja Janak asked him, uh, he used to have a dialogue with him. So in one of the dialogue he asked him that how long does it take to uh, attain that state of enlightenment. He said the very moment you drop your ego, that very moment you will attain the state of enlightenment. 
before you can even uh, mount the horse, you can attain the state of realization. So that is what is said. Tyagat means the very moment we attain that state of Tyaga, we attain the state of enlightenment. This was attained by Bhagwan Ramana Maharshi by inquiring into this I. That who is this I? What is this I? And as he inquired with full attention when he inquired what is this I? And with his full power of awareness when he looked at that I, that I notion just fell off. And when that I notion fell down, he came to recognize himself as a pure consciousness. So this is a most uh, beautiful, fascinating and beautiful uh, uh, thing which Bhagwan has revealed here. Thus he gave this uh, step-by-step technique by which one can attain the state of realization by following this uh, sadhana. Now, from the next verse, Bhagwan uh, gives some characteristics of those who have attained the state of enlightenment. Those bhaktas who have attained oneness with God, those who have attained that state of God-realization, how do they live, how do they walk, how do they talk, how do they interact with the world. What A little bit of them is said here in this following verses, their characteristic, Bhakta Lakshanas. This is uh, one of the most uh, beautiful portion of Bhagavad Gita. Uh, in following so many verses, these characteristics are given. And in the last verse, in the twentieth verse, Bhagwan calls all these qualities as dharma. Dharmyamrutam idam. He says it is amrutam dharma. It is the immortal dharma or the ambrosial dharma, nectarian dharma, the best dharma. Dharma means path of righteousness for all. See, there are, uh, uh, there is uh, many, many uh, things are there about dharma, but uh, the ultimate of dharma is to follow certain values in life. And these values are the natural characteristic of realized masters. It's very interesting. Natural, when a person realizes the truth, when a person gains the state of enlightenment, when a person gains the state of God-realization, that person behaves in a particular way. That person's behavior is considered dharma. His attitude, the mind also, the, the way the person responds to the world, the, day, the way the person functions becomes the dharma. Because it is the most uh, the best way to respond to the world. See, for example, suppose a person uh, is in a in a state of uh, intoxication, right? a drunk person. He will he will behave in a different way altogether. A drunk person going home, how will he go home? He measure the roads. Now and then he will stop on the road and direct the traffic. They love to direct traffic actually. I don't know why. 
इधर जाओ हाँ उधर उधर से जाओ एंड हक द डॉग्स एंड ऑल ऑन द स्ट्रीट डॉग्स ऑल्सो लव दम वेरी मच सो दे हैव अ टिपिकल बिहेवियर नाउ कैन वी कंसिडर दैट बिहेवियर एज द आइडियल बिहेवियर फॉर ऑल सोबर पीपल ऑल्सो वी कैनॉट से बिकॉज इट्स अ वेरी बिहेवियर वेन द इंटेलेक्ट इज नॉट फंक्शनिंग प्रॉपरली वेन दैट फेलो इज नॉट इवन अवेयर ऑफ हिमसेल्फ इन द वर्ल्ड अराउंड हिम दैट इज नॉट कंसिडर एज द आइडियल बिहेवियर Similarly, even our so-called behavior is not ideal behavior, because our behavior also is based on uh, so many factors. Our behavior sometimes is colored by our anger, our jealousies, our pride, our fear, hmm? our own selfishness. So that behavior is also not the best of behavior. so what is the best of behavior best of behavior is that which is expressed by a mind which is free from selfishness the mind which is free from all this uh, uh, or that person who has identified with the supreme truth supreme reality and when that person identifies with that supreme reality his mind his intellect his senses his body response in a particular way that is considered as the best response the best behavior and that very interestingly is common for all means all those who have attained this state of realization they have this similar behavior whether it's a indian saint or american or from wherever in this world whichever be the religion who have attained the state of god realization they have certain common characteristics and those characteristics are our natural characteristics because naturally we are that supreme reality only so our behavior if it is against this uh, or different from this is because of our selfishness because of our ego because of our pride and jealousies which is not proper so whatever the characteristic mentioned here are natural for the realized master but they become sadhana for others for seekers they become sadhana we have to cultivate them with effort we have to cultivate this uh, this values with uh, proactively with proper understanding and we have to try to follow them as much as we can therefore bhagwan says those who follow this they are following the best path of uh, they are following the best righteousness so let us study this uh, uh, characteristics we'll chant the 13th verse advesta sarvabhutanam maitra karuna evacha निर्मो निरहंकार समुख सुख क्षमी अद्वेष्टा सर्वूता ममो निरहंकार 
samadukha sukhaksh we'll chant the next verse also santushta satatam yogi यतात्मा दृढ निश्चय मय्यर्त मनो बुद्धि यो मद्भक्त मे प्रिय संतुष्ट सतत योगी यतात्मा दृढ निश्चय मय्यर्तमनो बुद्धि हाँ यो मद्भक्त समे प्रिय ही हु इज माय भक्त माय डिवोटी हैविंग दिस नेचर हैविंग दिस कैरेक्टरिस्टिक सच अ डिवोटी इज वेरी डियर टू मी एंड सच अ पर्सन अलोन इज माय डिवोटी such person who has got who shows this characteristic alone is my devotee see there are certain things which we can measure externally like suppose uh, my temperature and all can be measured blood pressure can be measured ha huh? we have machines to measure but devotion how can you measure hmm? let me check your devotion you can't how can we measure devotion so we generally give certificate to ourselves that i am a greater devotee than you or i am better devotee than you but there are certain measurement given for the devotees also certain characteristics are given here if we have those characteristics then we can say we are devotees and very strangely bhagwan doesn't mention that uh, one who goes to temple regularly one who chants hanuman chalisa daily of course that doesn't mean we should not chant but those characteristics are not given here the results are given going to temple also becomes a sadhana but if that has given rise to freedom from hatred then that is freedom from hatred is the characteristic not going to temple one may go permanently but still can remain very bad and all those things so what are the characteristic mention the first is advesta advesta sarvabhutanam absence of hatred dvesh dvesh means hatred advesta means one who doesn't have any hatred absence of hatred towards all beings sarvabhutanam advesta that is the natural characteristic of a devotee who has identified with god others might find it extremely difficult to have these qualities because we have our own likes and we have our dislikes we have our friends we have our enemies it is not possible for a person an ego to be friendly with all it is possible for god to be friendly with all but for an ego to be friendly with all is difficult because ego has got his own selfishness own pride but one who has attained that state of god realization has become god only so his qualities are qualities of god so advesta sarvabhutanam 
a realized master doesn't have hatred towards any being no anger no hatred hatred generally we have towards someone whom we feel is giving me sorrow that person has given me sorrow i hate you you have caused so much sorrow to me so i hate so i feel that this person has given me sorrow this object has given so hatred we have for people for pers- for uh, objects for our own near and dear one for someone who is away from us so that hatred if it is there that hatred is comes because of our false notion of this i also because of our understand our false understanding that others are cause for my sorrow the scripture says that sorrow is caused by you only actually your because of your own karmas you get the sorrow ha kahu na kahu sukat dukh kar data nobody is the giver of sorrow and pain to anybody or even joy we give joy and sorrow to ourselves others become nimitta they become the secondary cause but not the primary cause they are the secondary cause so when one has got this sound understanding one may have lesser of this uh, hatred but when one identifies with god then this hatred disappears totally so advaita sarvabhutanam a realized master doesn't have hatred towards any being even those being which seems to be giving pain and trouble to him outwardly like even jesus christ was crucified and he was tortured by people but he says oh lord please forgive them they know not what they are doing they don't know so please forgive them he didn't have any hatred a great saint in maharashtra sant naneshwar maharaj and four of his brother and sisters brothers and sisters they were so much tormented by the people of that particular community the society because he was born to a sanyasi who had taken sanyas but again had come back to his householder's life because his teacher told him go back and then the children were born so those community did not accept them they told their parents that you have committed a sin so you have to uh, uh, you have to do prana danda it is means you have to give up your life and they gave up their life and these four uh, brothers sister they were totally anath and they were ill treated by everyone but later on uh, sant naneshwar maharaj he wrote commentary on bhagavad gita is beautiful naneshwar and he has written on this all these advaita sarvabhutanam so in his commentary there is not a trace of dislike or hatred for any being though he was himself and his brothers were ill treated he has so much of love and concern and affection for all beings no hatred for all anyone so advaita sarvabhutanam then maitraha sarvabhutanam friendship towards all beings so friendship is something which we can have towards all beings all other relationship of this world might be more uh, local or might be more restricted 
but friendship is such one can have towards even animals animals can be your friend animals cannot be your brother or sister your brother and sister might get annoyed right gadhe ko aap apna bhai samajhte ho what is this but gadha can be your friend trees can be our friend birds can be our friends animals can be friend human beings can be friend to be friend is a is a god can be our friend ha mitra bhav so a realized master a god realized saint is one who consider all beings as his friend he has got deep affection for all deep concern for all and thinks about everyone's welfare and wants everyone to go on the right path and he will prevent them from going from the wrong path just as a friend how we treat our friend so he treats everyone like that so maitraha karuna evacha also another quality karuna karuna means compassion deep compassion towards all beings love expressed actually compassion means deep uh, des- uh, 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 intense uh, uh, longing to remove pain and suffering from the other being hmm. want other everyone to be happy everyone to be peaceful no judgment in the head let judgment be there let god or nature and all decide ha uh, generally people have this judgment in their huh? somebody is uh, uh, sorrowful you know acha ho gaya aise milna chahiye usko this is good as the, we have our own judgment as in is said in bible thou shalt not judge without judgment judgment if you are a judge and all you can judge and do whatever their duty but otherwise the a realized master no judgment in his heart compassion towards everyone towards all beings uh, it's the most fascinating uh, quality karuna then nirmamaha freedom from the sense of mamatva sense of possession sense that something belongs to me that is also a very strange uh, attitude that this is my this is my this is my mama pratyaya so he is free from that notion that something belongs to me because that i notion itself is not there nir ahankara there is no i notion so there is no my notions we have this strange thing in our head that something belongs to me no doubt for our day to day vyavhar it is required but if you contemplate on it you will find that nothing can be there which belongs to us uh, nothing belongs to ego if it belongs an ego should take it with him after death you should be able to take your own body uh, it is lying down there nobody is there if something belongs to you you should be able to take it but we can't take it so this ego has got this false notion that something belongs to me and this we have towards the human beings animal birds this belongs is my person and that person behaves in a different way than i get hurt 
this my this my house this my car this my furniture this my person this my 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 this is a false uh, notion a belonging my means belonging to ahankar not belonging to that supreme so this ahankar itself is false so whatever belongs to the ahankar is also equally false see we have taken so many births in our past lives also so many things belong to us abhi kahan hai kuch nahi hai people keep so much stock in their bank also and they die and then it remains there only even if we build our own statues and all next life when we are born we don't even remember that statue as belonging to me kawve baithe hue hai and i am sitting there underneath i don't even sh- to the kawva because i don't recognize that statue as mine so this notion that something belongs to me even that one body we say is my 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 you will find that 100 people claiming that same body brother sister this that everyone says this is my this is my this is my government says it is my everyone says it is my even the little worms and germs and bacteria which are there they also say that this is my body if new bacteria enters they take it for a sightseeing tour ये हार्ट है ये किडनी है ये ये है वो एवरी वन इज सो दिस नोशन दैट समथिंग बिलोंग्स टू मी माय दैट इज नॉट देयर इन अ रियलाइज मास्टर वेरी स्ट्रेंज आई मीन वी हु कॉन्स्टेंटली हैव दिस नोशन मे फाइंड इट वेरी स्ट्रेंज कैसा पता नहीं क्या है पागल है क्या वो बट इट इज इट इज देर we have to sometimes sit and meditate on this and try to develop that notion that nothing belongs to this ego yeah nothing belongs to ego ego itself is a falsely created identity so nir ahankara he doesn't have that sense of ego also ego is also not there in a realized master nir ahankara no no sense of doership or this ego sama dukha sukha remain same in joy as well as sorrow even sorrow comes is saman he doesn't get affected by sorrow and even affected by joy if some uh, object of uh, intense uh, liking comes he doesn't get attracted towards it with all excitement or some some other unconditional object comes it doesn't become unhappy remain same in in all situation sama dukha sukha dukhi environment and sukhi environment he remains sama kshami kshami means having that attitude of forgiveness forgiving nature kshamavan even for those who might have hurt or harmed him this person has got a great attitude of forgiveness kshama see op- opposite of kshama is that we get angry we want to punish we want to take revenge if we cannot take revenge we keep that anger in our heart if that anger is kept for a long time it gets converted into 
hatred and that hatred keep on eating me only from within people keep that hatred for a long time and so it it eats away the heart from within like like a cancer so this person doesn't have hate, uh, hatred anyway he doesn't have and he is totally forgiving that attitude of complete forgiveness is there in his heart santushta satatam yogi is it in all situation in all condition is santushta content satisfied completely satisfied this is also an attitude which a seeker can develop it is an attitude of looking at things which are looking positively at things looking more uh, effectively positively at every situation it's like a glass filled with uh, half filled with milk hmm? famous example so if we look at the milk portion we feel happy if we look at the empty portion we feel sad it depends on where i am looking similarly in your life if i look at things which i don't have will give me a sense of dissatisfaction if i look at things which i have it will give me a sense of satisfaction everyone has got something which he has and something which he doesn't have it is there sabke paas cheeze hai kahin cheez hai aur kahin nahi hai so if you always have this attitude of looking at things which i don't have i will always be dissatisfied but if i look at things things not things not objects but the conditions and all those which are with me i will develop a great sense of contentment satisfaction even to be a human being for even one day is a great blessing and we live such a long time even one day if we get a chance to be a human being there are millions and billions of uh, bacteria in the world and different types of beings are there who do not have the ability to contemplate and think about their own self about god we as human being we have this ability if even suppose out of millions of those bacteria if one bacteria is told that oh bacteria dear i will make you a human being for one day that bacteria will feel a great blessing so if we even if we get one day one moment to be a human being and to think about our supreme reality we should feel great sense of blessedness that oh i have been given this opportunity i should have that deep sense of reverence and and also satisfaction in my heart so santushtah satatam always santushtah yogi yogi means whose mind is balanced mind is at a state of calmness like yoga chitta vritti nirodha calm and peaceful mind is a yogi so bhakta is also a yogi with a mind under control peaceful mind yatatma yatatma means control over his mind mind his senses his body body and his intellect control self control yatatma dhrana nischaya having a firm 
understanding about that supreme reality and uh, what you call established in that dhuda dhuda means firm nishchaya nishchaya means understanding of that supreme truth that i am that brahma this understanding is firm and is well established in it nobody can shake him nobody can create confusion in the mind of a realized master nobody can uh, uh, prove to him that uh, you are something else no? proof unproof confusion this that all thing is hap- can happen in the life of a ignorant person but in a wise person's case it is not possible even suppose a wise person and 10 different people try to convince him baba you are not brahman he will just smile at them give them aashirwad and go ahead it's like someone trying to convince you that the sun will sun is not rising in the east or trying to convince you that 2 plus 2 is not 4 uh, what to do you just smile at them so dhradanishchaya but for an ignorant person that fellow gets convinced by everything when he attends the satsang ah, i am brahman then he meets some friend he says something like, yes yes i am a fool then somebody says yeah i am like that so he gets he gets shaken and tossed around by everyone and everything if a person start asking question pointed question that our so called firm knowledge also starts shaking and shivering like because it is just based on our thinking our rational thinking and all so someone with stronger rational thinking might defeat us might negate our our uh, understanding but as far as a realized masters concerned his think his understanding is not based on logic but it is based on his direct experience so mayar pitamano buddhihi he has offered his mana and buddhi completely into me as it was said that place your mind in me place your intellect in me such a realized master his mind and intellect is placed in that supreme divinity such a person is my devotee yo mad bhaktaha same priyaha and he is very very dear to me some more qualities are mentioned in the following verses we will see them in our class tomorrow